Hello and welcome back to the CDI podcast. I'm Shelby Fiegel, Director of the Center for Community and Economic Development and the Community Development Institute at the University of Central Arkansas. Today, we are joined by one of our biggest partners in the state, Matt Twyford. Matt is the Director of Community Development at the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. And Matt is also, very importantly, a CDI graduate, professional community and economic developer, which is the PCED certification, and a member of our CDI advisory board. So Matt, I'm really glad you took time out of that, I know, very busy schedule to speak with me today. Well, Shelby, I know I've put on a little bit of weight since the beginning of COVID, but I don't know about being the biggest uh, partner that you have, but I guess uh, that's probably fair. That's probably fair. I'm glad to be here. Well, Matt, I think we're all experiencing um, the same issues with being at home and not having a lot to do and get out to do, uh, but definitely biggest partner in terms of your team works with us um, on so many of our projects, and we're going to be talking about a lot of those projects today and what you all provide at AADC, but the first thing I want to go into is you to share how you ended up where you are today. So the mystery behind Matt, right? How did you get from you know a graduate of college to working at the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. Was that the plan all along or what happened? Well, that that was not the plan all along because probably uh, up until the point that I applied for a job at AEDC, I didn't really even know what it was or that it existed. Uh, my path to economic and community development was very indirect. Um, Graduated from school, the University of Arkansas, with a degree in finance, financial management, finance, real estate, and went to work for J.B. Hunt. Uh, So I really didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do, just graduated school and went to work. Uh, Hated J.B. Hunt, not the company, just the job that I had. Um, And so I left there and kind of indirectly ended up working for state government with uh, an agency called the Arkansas Development Finance Authority, um, which is coincidentally a sister agency to AEDC, but even then I wasn't really familiar with with AEDC and what they did. Um, My background being finance, I was given an opportunity to work for a company called AIG Valic, which is the variable annuity life insurance company, uh, providing retirement benefit help for uh, groups. So we we focused on school districts. My biggest account actually happened to be uh, a hospital in uh, Mountain Home in Baxter County. And so I lived in Northwest Arkansas and just uh, helped people plan for retirement during one of the more difficult financial uh, times of, of our life, um, which made things a little bit challenging. And long story short, I decided to leave that field, uh, kind of soured on the prospects of working with um, you know, a career in finance. I didn't really care for the sales aspect of it. I kind of felt um, like I was put in a position to uh, benefit myself and not necessarily not necessarily my clients. And that was not anything that I was really comfortable with. So uh, I was back to the drawing board and um, then through a series of, of other stops, ended up at uh, APERS, the Public Employee Retirement System, which was nice. It, it did get to, to utilize some of my finance background to help people understand retirement benefits. Um, but it was still not exactly what I was looking for. I wasn't really feeling fulfilled there. 
so was always looking for other opportunities and, and that's where I learned about uh, AEDC, the Economic Development Commission. Um, Denise, Denisa Pennington was the Director of, of Community Development at that time and she's from Warren, Arkansas, which is actually where my mom is from. Uh, so as I learned that there was a position open there, we were able to kind of to arrange a phone call with she and I to discuss um, what that position was all about. Turned out it was not one I was interested in, but I told her, you know, that that I was interested in the agency and would love to to you know continue to keep the dialogue open in case something did did open up, which it did. And so uh, when the first regional manager community development job opened, I applied and interviewed. Um, again no background in economic development or community development, still not exactly sure what it all meant, but uh, learned what I could just by checking out the, the website and, you know, a couple of Google searches. And I've, I've told this story a couple of times. At the time, the uh, deputy director of global business uh, was a lady named Becky Thompson, who was very, very serious. And I had three interviews. Um, the third one I kind of thought was just going to be a formality. Uh, it turned out to be the most difficult of the three because Becky led it and she was very serious, very stone faced through the entire interview. I had no idea how I was doing because I couldn't even make her crack a smile. Uh, and I remember at one point towards the end of the interview, she said, what does community development mean to you? And I felt like, uh, if you've seen the movie uh, Old School, I felt like Frank the Tank when uh, he was, was asked to, to be in the debate contest and that I just blacked out and said a bunch of stuff. And when I came to, uh, apparently what I said was okay because I did get the job um, and you know got to kind of learn for my first couple of years as I was regional manager of Northwest Arkansas um, what community development was all about. Um, and really, really enjoyed it. it. It kind of, you know, it didn't put me in that position where if, if finance did, where I felt like I was having to sell things to people that they may or may not need. Uh, my job was to help people and help communities and help uh, organizations. Um, so, you know, my role was to really try to learn as much as I could to be an asset to these communities, uh, meet as many people, learn as many, you know, groups and organizations and resources that are out there. Uh, so that when I go to a place and, and identify an issue or a problem they may, ha may be having, I don't necessarily have the solution for them, but um, I'm probably in at least two degrees of separation from someone who, who will. Um, so that's kind of uh, probably a long way around how I got here. No, Matt, I think that we always start that question because we want people to understand that community and economic development is such a diverse and complicated field and it's not typically someone's dream job you know in the typical sense of you grow up thinking that's what you're going to do but um, so many people do want to do community and economic development they just don't know they want to they don't know what they know they don't don't know what they don't know right, right and right. so um i think that you know what you shared uh, about kind of your path and how you ended up um in a place where you wanted to um, have impact on your communities and help others i think that's what what we all really want um, and community economic development is the perfect field to be able to fulfill that need and desire 
um, and um, moving into the next section, you've kind of transitioned for me already. So talking about uh, your position, uh, you were a regional uh, manager for the community development division, but now you're the community development director at AADC. And so let's dive a little bit deeper into that role um, and your team at AADC. Can you share what your team's role is in the agency and what services you offer to our communities? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think I was blessed to uh, put in the right place at the right time. Uh, started off as regional manager, actually briefly covering just central Arkansas. Uh, I said that I was north, northwest Arkansas, but transitioned into that role for a few years. Uh, and then as my boss left for um, Kevin Sexton was, was my second boss after Denise left. And I like to say he left for, for greener uh, fairways. Uh, many people who know Kevin know he's a big golfer. He took a position with uh, Hot Springs Village. Um, so I was given the opportunity to uh, apply for the position of uh, what was senior manager of community development and has, has now, again, become director of community development, where I manage a team, uh, three regional managers, uh, Kelsey Kelton, who took my spot in northwest Arkansas, Tanya Hass, who covers northeast Arkansas, and Kristen Barre, who uh, covers South Arkansas. Uh, and in, in addition to that, we have a project analyst, Brittany Lutz. Uh, those last two, who uh, also have a lot of experience with your organization, I was able to, to poach them uh, from their uh, current jobs to, to bring them onto ADC, and I've been grateful to do so. I have a great team, very, very uh, thankful that for all the great work that they do, which involves um, working in communities, trying to identify uh, issues that that communities may have where there are resources available um, to, to help assist. Um, you know, we we have pr fairly small staff considering the size of the state and, and the territory that, that each of us cover. Um, so I like to say that we're kind of the Jack and Jill's of, of all trades and, and masters of none. Um, we don't have the luxury of being able to walk every community through every issue that they have uh, from start to finish to finding a problem to uh, learning of the solution. Uh, but we do along the way uh, try to, you know, point them in the right directions to, um, and then participate to the degree that we can uh, along the way. And that can be, well, ultimately our goal is to help communities become um, you know, more competitive with regard to economic development. Um, so where we do a lot of different things for a lot of different communities, our one primary tool is uh, the Competitive Communities Initiative, which uh, is something that we put in place, oh gosh, it's been, I guess, three years ago now. Um, and it is an evaluation tool that um, we look at a community's four aspects of a community with regard to economic development. We look at their organization, their funding their workforce narrative and their product readiness, which is essentially the, the real estate that they have, their sites and their buildings. Um, it's been something that's, that I've been really grateful to have. It's not something that when I started at AEDC was in place. We worked really hard with a lot of partners to put it together uh, and I think have, have really been able to help communities focus specifically on the, the things that they can do, uh, kind of a, a blueprint um, to get from where they are to being more competitive. And 
um, have found along the way that even communities that, that are very, have been historically very successful uh, with economic development still have things that, that they can do to become more competitive. Uh, because as, as you well know, I mean, we're not just competing with communities within the state of Arkansas. We're com competing with our region, with our, our nation, and, and internationally when it comes to attracting the types of, of jobs that, that we really want to have here in the state. Um, so that's really our primary tool. Um, but again, we, we really try to help communities in any way that we can, uh, whether that is through the Competitive Communities Initiative, whether it is through connecting them to resources within our agency. Uh, we have, have many different things under the AEDC and our commerce um, umbrella that, that can be resources for communities or whether that be even connecting uh, them to outsourced, outside resources like your organization, like other partners that we have uh, in community and economic development throughout the state. Yeah, Matt, um, I think that, you know, when you're talking about um, how your job is to work with communities to identify those issues and what they need to do moving forward to make them more competitive kind of enforces that idea that we have at CCED of community development facilitates economic development. And so you really have to develop that community development aspect and then focus on economic development and making yourself more competitive. Um, community development is kind of like developing those assets and resources and then economic development is putting those assets and resources into motion. Um, and so I think that what you're describing fits that narrative perfectly. Um, and the way that AADC is structured also fits that narrative of having that community development team that's on the ground working with communities and how you're able to transition them um, into your business development team and a lot of your um, other services that AADC provides. Um, and it's kind of a uh, you know, pro it's a process. It's a process that ends up uh, with an outcome, which is also the definition of community development. So we just gave everybody a good uh, educational lesson as well in community economic development. And so one thing that's making our jobs a little bit more complicated lately is this little thing called COVID-19. And so that's obviously going to come up in every conversation that we're having with all of our partners is how COVID is affecting our jobs and affecting our state. And I know your team has significantly transitioned a lot of the work that you traditionally do and um, have had to adjust um, with some of the um, services and support that has come out um, from the pandemic. So can you talk a little bit about how your team has adjusted um, to this kind of new work plan to support the state? I can, but Shelby, let me go back just for a second, uh, recognizing that this is an audio medium. Um, nobody could hear me nodding my head uh, vigorously as you were speaking just now. So uh, appreciate those, those words. And I, I agree strongly with, with what you said. Um, with regard to our, our transition uh, and, and how we've adjusted in this new COVID world, uh, you know, it's an ongoing thing. I think my team has had to learn um, you know, how to be experts in, in the uh, art of the pivot. Um, we, you know, started out, our agency was, uh, I was really proud of the work that they did and kind of identifying a need and very quickly putting together some resources 
which they did with the uh, quick action bridge loan program where we had some money in our, our quick action uh, loan <clears throat> fund that was matched by some funds from the attorney general's office and uh, very quickly put together a program that was meant to assist uh, businesses uh, that were still able to operate during the, the early period of COVID. Um, and this was, you know, basically meant, that, you know, a lot of the federal funds were, were available for um, application, uh, but there were some challenges there with the amount of time that it took in order for a business to actually receive that assistance. And many of those businesses that we were hearing from just were, were really challenged in being able to, to keep their doors open and the amount of time that it would take to, to receive those federal benefits. So AEDC was able to help a lot of small businesses with things like operating expenses, just keeping their doors open, paying their employees until some of that federal money came through. Uh, unfortunately, as, as you might imagine, those funds were, were spent fairly quickly because there was a huge, huge need uh, with a finite amount of resources. When the CARES Act uh, came through, when those funds became available, AEDC was tasked with administering the Ready for Business grant, which was um, meant to help um, businesses with expenses associated with ensuring the health and safety of employees and patrons. So again, with, with most of us having no experience with grant administering, uh, we do have, uh, luckily, in-house two different divisions that, that deal directly with grants. Uh, but with my team, um, we, you know, that's not our primary role. We pivoted from being out in communities and, and identifying problems into um, really reviewing grant applications to determine if, if these businesses were eligible to receive this assistance. Um, we ultimately approved around 13,000 uh, grant applications and are still in the process of uh, approving the expenditures that those those applicants uh, are submitting to make sure that they do follow the guidelines of, of the program. Uh, there was a time where both of those programs, you know, it was all hands on deck. We were all putting in long hours. Uh, it dominated every minute of every day. Uh, for us to be able to really try to to make sure that we got these funds out the door. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it was very urgent for a lot of these businesses. If they didn't receive funds quickly, um, they would go out of business. And, and unfortunately, many of them did anyway. But um, that dominated the majority of our time. Um, and now that that's kind of slowed down, we are seeing a little bit of uptick in activity. Uh, but there's still just a lot of uncertainty out there. Um, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic, which is not something that many people who are alive in the United States have dealt with before. Um, and unfortunately, along with that has come uh, you know, a lot of, of um, uncertainty, a lot of, of just really uh, outside of community and economic development and, and work in general, just a lot of really horrible things. Um, so we're kind of peeking out there, working with our partners, 
utilizing some of the things that, that we've found throughout these last seven or so months of living in COVID, which um, is really strange. It's kind of surreal. It's, it feels like we've been dealing with this forever. Uh, and it also feels like it's still not real. It feels, you know, you go out and see everyone wearing masks and um, well, hopefully everyone wearing masks and it just got almost think, feel like you're in a movie. Um, but we're, we're trying to, again, pivot to um, determine ways that we can safely uh, still assist communities as they need assistance. Um, I will say we, we've started in the last probably three or four weeks, uh, really seen an uptick in activity with regard to the program I mentioned before, the community, Competitive Communities Initiative, both with communities who had kind of started the process prior to all of this and, and hadn't quite completed it, uh, and communities that had not started it but are, are now looking to uh, go through the process to, to determine different ways that, that we can assist them in becoming more competitive for business development. Um, so that's encouraging. I know our business development team has also been really busy. Um, so there is activity going on in the state. It's just kind of a whole new world. So uh, we're all learning and figuring this all, this all out together. And uh, luckily we have great partners like you all at the CCED, uh, at UC, the University of Central Arkansas Center for Community and Economic Development um, to, to kind of for us to all learn together and, and try to do the best that we can to assist communities. I know something that you all have spearheaded that we've we've really partnered with and I've been pleased uh, with how it's gone is the community conversations um, that we'll continue to do as we identify topics that we really need to be focusing on right now even though we can't necessarily all get in one big room and, and talk about them. We're, we're kind of pivoting and, and doing that now over Zoom as opposed to uh, there in your conference hall or, or wherever that might be. Yeah, Matt, and I'm glad you mentioned community conversations. I had a I had a note to mention that myself and some of the topics we've covered so far are training um, our community leaders about virtual meetings and Zoom, um, because believe it or not, even though we've been virtual for more than six months now, I think, or maybe even more for some people. Um, some people still aren't comfortable on those platforms or having meetings um, it, virtually. So share, sharing those tips and tricks, we had a lot of interest um, in that. And that actually led to a workshop um, at UCA because our administration heard we were doing that with communities and realized that there was a need at the university to also do that, um, that training. And then we've also had a conversation about the census, which of course we had to have a census year, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and that, that conversation was so enlightening for so many people and very engaging. Um, and we're very thankful for that program. And like you said, we'll be hosting many more events, um, in the future, um, depending on uh, relevant topics that may come up. And I loved, Matt, during your answers, you used, used so many buzzwords that I think have the potential to be word of the year. Um, so pivot, um, uncertainty, flexibility, um, and then you kind of said new world, but uh, new normal. So um, you definitely used every single buzzword a potential word of the year and in that closing statement you made for that last question. Uh, I have a hard time with new normal just because nothing about this seems normal, but, uh, but yes, I, I, I 
have unfortunately I think we've all been inundated inundated with all of those words so it's kind of become part of your your uh yeah it's my everyday vocabulary now um <laughs> every single one of those words uh everyday vocabulary I don't go a day without using any of them and I had two more questions for you Matt but I think I'm gonna tie them together because they're very similar so we've talked uh, before when I was introducing you about how you're a CDI graduate, PCD holder, and a member of our CDI advisory board, and our teams are very closely connected. Um, and number one, this is a two-part question about CDI. So number one, um, through your experience with CDI um, and, your, and your position, uh, why do you think that community development um, as well as economic development should be focused on at the local level um, and then follow that up with your fondest memory of CDI. So two part question. Well, the second one is especially difficult for me. Um, I guess I'll start with the first, maybe that'll buy me some time to, to come up with a better answer for the second. Uh, but I, I have always believed as soon as I learned what community and economic development um, actually are, which is somewhere after the point where I blacked out when, interviewing uh, and, and described at the time what I thought community development was, um, that it is such an important uh, piece to economic development. Um, I really think the two go hand in hand, but for a community to really be successful uh, consistently with economic development, they do have to develop the community. You know, we hear the phrases quality of life, quality of place, which is always a well, I think for the most part has for a very long time been a factor uh, for decision makers uh, when they, they are looking at where they're going to place jobs or where, where a project may land. Um, I think that they have uh, become more and more important. Uh, you know, we hear a lot of stories of spouses of, of those decision makers playing a big role uh, in where, ultimately a project lands because they want to live in a place and that they will enjoy and, and um, you know, have a quality uh, experience with, with their life, uh, which is understandable. And I think, you know, we also hear that more and more, I think it's claimed that millennials started this, but being a Gen Xer, I think I, I was ahead of the curve. Um, that people are deciding where they want to live and then finding a job. So if you're not successful in building a community where people do want to live, where there are things to do and activities, good places to eat, maybe, you know, fun places once things are safe to be outside to, you know, fun places to gather and, and maybe have a cold beverage with your friends. Um, then if you're not able to, to create that type of atmosphere, then, um, it's probably going to be difficult to really attract quality jobs and, and uh, have types of things in place where those decision makers are going to choose you uh, when they likely have options that of, of places that have done that well. Um, you know, I think I learned that very early on because I was blessed to get to go to CDI very early in, in my time uh, with community development and Brad Lacey there in Conway, uh, has preached been preaching this since I I met him, uh, which is that that you have to develop you have to spend time developing the community, uh, and the jobs will follow. And I think Conway's been very successful in in um, you know pulling that off. And, and um, so it, it, 
it's something that I think has always been important. I think even more so maybe now, since with COVID, we've learned how much capacity there is for people working remotely. Um, so I think even more so people are, as long as there's uh, reliable internet, people are, are going to be deciding where it is they want to live. And then from there, uh, finding the job. So, so those people who really want to attract and retain talent uh, are going to need to be looking at, at areas where that talent's going to want to want to live. And um, so I think uh, they go hand in hand, but I do think that community development is every bit as, as important when considering um, where jobs are going to, going to be created as, as the business development, typical old school economic development piece. Um, as far as, you know, what my favorite part of CDI and my whole experience with the Community Development Institute and, and UCA has been, you know, I'd like to cheat and just say the whole thing. Um, you know, going through all three years of CDI was such an important uh, part, uh, just an important thing for me, not just in my professional life, though that was probably uh, where it impacts me the most, but my personal life as well. You know, you meet so many great people going through the process, you build a network that's so valuable. Uh, you know, I work on a regular basis with, you know, I wouldn't say daily because covering the whole state, I probably don't talk to anyone but my team daily. Um, but, you know, weekly and monthly, uh, working with people that I went through CDI with. Um, so if I can't say the whole process of CDI being my favorite, uh, I could narrow it down to probably year three where, um, you know, you've gone through the first two years. And so you're a lot more familiar. More people are kind of out of their shells. Um, you, most people don't know this about me, but I can be a little uh, anxious and, and reserved. Uh, but the more comfortable that I am around the people, the more that, that I uh, feel like I can kind of come out of my shell. And I think there's probably a lot of us like that. Um, and I think in that third year, you know, you've met your friends, you've gone through a lot. So, so that tends to just happen naturally. Um, and, you know, trying to pick one specific thing I think is just too difficult. I, I will say maybe if I had to say one uh, situation, one thing that I can look back on with my whole experience of CDI, um, of the PCED, of, of being on the advisory board, uh, was after taking that PCED exam, which literally might be the only test I ever left not knowing if I'd passed. Uh, I don't want it to seem too conceited here, but, but I typically test well. Uh, walking out of that, that um, exam with, with a friend and kind of going over some of the questions that we just weren't sure about, <clears throat> I really didn't know. And so, you know, there was a couple of weeks of torture where you just have to cross your fingers and wait for the, the mail to come. And when I got to my mail the day that my certificate was there and I'd been told, if you get a big envelope, you're good. If you get a small envelope, you're probably not good. And I had that big envelope. That, that was a pretty big, big uh, moment for me. I'd say that might be the top moment where I, I felt like I had finally succeeded and, and really felt, um, maybe more confident that all these years of, of trying to learn community development where, you know, the first few years you start out and just don't feel like you know anything because there's so much out there to try to absorb. Uh, and it almost feels like 
you know, you're just constantly spinning your wheels. But uh, I think you do pick up those things over time and, and it finally kind of vindicated or validated uh, me as, as a professional community developer um, when I did indeed get that certificate. I 100% agree with that, Matt. That is, uh, being on staff, um, I was especially stressed about the PCD when I took it, and I felt pretty good about that first part like everybody does, but the second uh, piece of the exam is always a little bit more difficult for most people, and um, I felt the same way, and um I, I knew I wasn't alone in my um, worry, though. So that was having that network and knowing that you're not the only one that may not feel as confident as you want to definitely helps um, having having your friends around you. And uh, I think that's the perfect uh, answer to that question <laughs> is when you get that envelope. And for a while, uh, the CDC uh, wasn't sending out emails. They were just sending out the mail. And so that made it even more um, stressful. We make sure we send out emails now. So you get an immediate answer instead of having to wait for that mail to come in wherever you might be um, in, in the United States makes it a little bit less stressful for everybody. Uh, but yes, yeah, we, we made sure that um, that we suggested that, and I think it made things a lot easier for the council and for everybody who took the test, that way you get more immediate answers. And then the council doesn't have to worry about getting out those certificates super quickly either. Um, they can just let them know and let them know it's coming. But Matt, I just want to thank you again so much for joining uh, me today. And we've had a very fruitful conversation. And I think everybody listening is going to really enjoy the information that you had to share and learn a lot more about um, not only you and your team, but AADC as a whole, uh, because AADC is uh, really the connector uh, between our state's community and economic development goals and our communities and your team is really the boots on the ground that's creating that connection. And I want to shout out again to Tawny, Kelsey, Kristen, um, and Brittany Lutz um, as well. Uh, all, all, all four of them are fantastic um, and you as well. And we're just so, so lucky at UCA to have such a strong connection with you and your team because you provide us with resources that we need to be successful. I just got an email from Kelsey this morning uh, with an update about the census. So um, I'm just glad that we can share with each other. um, And I can send you a text if I ever need anything and you back to me as well. It's just really nice to have that uh, strong relationship. Yeah, we're really grateful for the partnership we have with you all. Well, that's the end of this episode, but I do want to remind everyone that's listening that on upcoming episodes, the CDI podcast will feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across Arkansas, but also across the Mid-South. And we hope you join us next week on the CDI podcast.